0: Welcome to You and Him with Chris and Jen. I'm Jennifer Sheehan-Elseser.
1: And I am Chris Elseser. Today, we want to share our love story with you.
0: Chris and I are newlyweds. We've been married six months. Love being married to you, baby. Love you, toots. So, our first marriages did not work out very well, and we want to share that with you. So, I was married 23 years. He walked away from our marriage. I found myself in shock uh, broken. My whole world turned ap- torn apart, uh, really mourning my marriage. I realized I needed help to get through this. I was all alone with no more husband, no more house, no more dogs. My son was at college. I was all alone. It was just me and God, and I don't think I've ever cried so much in my whole entire life. And decided to get through this, I really needed Christian counseling because I believe that only the power of the Holy Spirit inside me can change me within. Um, So from Christian counseling to uh, books like Love and Respect, The Five Love Languages, The Power of a Praying Wife, really showed me how and why my marriage fell apart. And God told me the reason your marriage fell apart was you were a dominating wife and you married a non believer. And I was a control freak with no supernatural power. Once I did the work and was healed, I decided to start dating. So I'm on my knees crying to God and praying God, I didn't want to be single at 51 years old. I need a husband on fire for Jesus and taller than me with four inch. Heels on, so that's about six foot two. Not easy to find a six foot two or taller man on fire for Jesus. Just saying,
1: it's a good thing I'm six two and a half.
0: (laughs) It is okay. I'll marry you. (laughs) Uh, So I told the Lord, it was actually kind of funny. I told the Lord, my faith is strong. I might need a preacher, and so clearly God said, you do not need a preacher, Jennifer. You need a man on fire for me, like like you are, and. Oh, gosh, I go on uh, one of the popular dating sites and I'm looking at uh, different guys and I'm thinking, you know, if, if God can speak through and use a burning bush and a donkey, he can use a popular dating site to find me the right husband. So I'm on the dating site and I see this guy and he says, non-negotiables, Jesus Christ has to be your Lord and Savior. And I'm like, oh, he's cute. So I hit the button and it says, you matched. Baby, what that means is you hit the button first. means you liked me first. Of course. (laughs) course. So so we matched on this popular dating site.
1: Yep. So my similar background, uh, married for 20 years as well, um, decided to traverse this crazy online dating world and get back out there, so to speak. Um, but while um, you might have discovered, Jen, that you were a dominant woman, I in turn discovered I was a passive husband. Right. And what did that actually mean uh, to to my marriage? And why did it fall apart? But uh, only God had the answers for that. I had to certainly uh, do some soul searching and dig deep to find exactly uh, what this meant. Um but I can tell you that uh, a passive husband is almost always married to a dominant woman. And that is might be good in the short term, but it's not a long-term strategy for a, our healthy and loving marriage. What really happens at the end of the day is that um, since we're taught that happy wife, happy life means everything, right? We're going to go ahead and just bite our tongues and... Um, just not disagree for the sake of going along to get along, and well, guess what? That builds up over the long term.
0: Resentment,
1: mm-hmm. resentment, bitterness, bitterness, and a lack of respect for right. uh, your husband, who was supposed to be the spiritual leader of the household. Let's just True. let's just say. But um, that is that is what I discovered, and it all started with a man in the mirror. So let's make no mistake about that. I needed to get my own house in order uh, before I could even think about uh, courting a new lovely woman like yourself, Jen. Who oh, me? <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> and so I'm on this way, on this dating site, and I um, I pretty much put on my dating profile, as Jennifer said, uh, that. Jesus Christ has to be your Lord and Savior as a non-negotiable. And, well, I got exactly what I thought after I put that on there. Yep, just crickets. (laughs) Um, Where are all these women that are looking for a God-fearing man? I would say there's not many out there that are. So it was a very unique situation where Jen and I found ourselves actually wanting the same thing
0: right.
1: in two separate places in the world,
0: praying for the same thing, praying for, for the, send same. Us the same person.
1: Absolutely, we just knew that being that, that having that relationship of being equally yoked was going to be paramount, and it, our, our relationship would have to start and end that way, where we've understood um, the hierarchy, which becomes God first and then our spouse second, and then everybody else third, fourth, fifth.
0: 100%. And Chris, what does equally yoked mean?
1: So equally yoked would be the same like-minded Christian mindset, and we're taking this uh, from Jesus when he says, my burden is light and my yoke is easy, or that might be reversed. But um, it is all about the two bulls plowing in the field trying to uh, go the same direction but they had to work together all right and this is what that means to be equally yoked we got to be equally yoked so we can move together throughout life at the same time and have the same you know the same beliefs and, right. and, and which
0: bottom yeah. line the bible says that a christian is supposed to marry another christian and i didn't marry another christian not knowing and you didn't marry another christian not knowing we figured it out many years later but <laughs> <We did>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i will uh yeah so i'm I'm on this I'm on the dating site again and I see Jen and I see this wow I mean talking <laughs> about this this raven-haired black bra- black-haired raven colored <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you think I was cute, baby? I have that effect on you. It's okay.
1: <laughs> yes, it was. Did you think
0: I was beautiful, honey? I
1: thought you were beautiful and I was like there's no way that a woman this beautiful is going to You know, be attracted to a guy like me. But uh, we had a four-hour conversation the first.
0: Yes, boy, you can talk. (laughs) (laughs) No, do you remember what I asked you? I said, uh, do I talk too much? What did you say to me? Oh,
1: I think I asked you, do I talk too much?
0: Well, I remember you saying, no, baby, it's like a perfect tennis match. Right. You talk, right, right. I talk, and you know, so many of our friends now, when I tell them you talk almost as much as I do, they don't want to hang out.
1: <laughs> they, they run away. <laughs> they do. We 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 can be a little too much uh, for people to handle. And, That's okay.
0: Uh, but you know yeah. what? And, and even people have said, how can you handle Jennifer? She's so much. She's extra. And you know what? You handle me flawlessly. Oh. So easily. Well, it's all God.
1: It's all God, exactly. He put us together. I certainly would not be able to do this the world's way, but um, yes, we matched. And then, and then, seeing you know, and being in such a dark place myself, and, and and seeing you and and getting to know your heart was exactly where it all began. I had to find you, but I had to find your heart first, and everything else came second. I'll just say, I mean, you're right. who who we were to each other was. Uh, was everything
0: and, well, and uh, I think we started it the right way because really we started as friends, and we started you know that four hour conversation, and I think for six months we had at least it was four hours, three hours, two hours, four hours. I mean, we talked a lot. I didn't know there was another man that could talk like that. I was so excited <laughs> just that you like to talk and um so we talked a lot, but we also started praying together and reading the Bible together and going to church together. And so we have all these conversations and we got we both get really deep really fast. That's another thing that we have in common, not just that we love Jesus, but that we uh that we get really deep. But um so really what happened was in 6 months we became friends, best friends, brother sister in Christ. And it was interesting early in our um relationship, I remember you telling me that what you told your mom and what, I remember you said, um, you were rather going to be my best friend for life or I'm going to marry you.
1: Right. That was um, the first time I introduced you to my kids and it was going to be at church. And um, of course, you know, my mother was a little concerned about that <laughs> right. to introduce her to, uh, introduce my kids to you because, right. you know, of course she's going to say it was too soon and this, that, whatever. But look, I told her that, Jennifer's going to be my best friend for life or she's going to be my wife. Yeah. And and
0: we knew that really early on right? as we spent so much time together. And so here we are dating and we just get a wrench thrown into everything as my ex-husband hmm. comes back and says, I made a big mistake. I want you back. And what did you say, Chris?
1: Well, I said the most obvious thing need to go date him.
0: (laughs) I don't know any man that would think that was the most obvious thing except you as you have such a huge heart. But you said 23 years is a long time to be married and you need that opportunity to see if you can reconcile. And you told me, you know, go date your ex-husband and if you can reconcile, we're going to stay friends. But if you don't reconcile, I'm going to marry you.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we, we need the, uh, we need to have the opportunity to try to reconcile our our marriages. I mean, that should be the first and foremost um, you know, initiative when we when we separate. Um, but
0: I was grateful to have that opportunity, although I would not have done that if you wouldn't have encouraged me. So I'm grateful for the opportunity. but so I started uh, dating my ex-husband and we had our first real conversation after at least six months where he poured out his heart to me and we were both crying. And I remember God saying, ask him. I'm like, no, Lord, he's going to say no. He's all, ask him. I'm like, okay, fine. Ask him what? Do you want to pray to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Wow. Oh, my gosh. He said yes. I was in such shock. I forgot how to say the prayer. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh. But the most interesting thing about that is that Chris and I physically hit our knees as we hit our knees on the floor by the autumn in the living room, we hold hands, we pray together, and we were praying for my ex-husband's salvation. So it wasn't a coincidence that this happened. And uh, so my ex praised, received Christ as his Savior, and by then, I mean, we were already divorced, and it was very clear to me that it was not going to work out with us. Um, I was hoping that he was going to, God was going to restore our marriage, but so he's saved then, but... Still, we are not equally yoked, and I just knew that it wasn't going to to happen. So so I started dating Chris and uh, just Chris, and uh, oh my gosh, baby, I remember we went through Christian counseling with our minister friend, and um, just I think every Christian should go through Christian counseling so that you have somebody else making sure that you're the right fit, and and just to be able to talk about things that— maybe you don't talk about before you get married, right? 100%. Wasn't that, it was great counseling, wasn't it, Chris?
1: Yes. It's always good to get others' perspectives before, you know, we jump into such a serious commitment as marriage. It is serious business, and it's not meant to be a, uh, you know, a fleeting decision.
0: Absolutely. And <clears throat> and so here we are uh, dating, went through Christian counseling, and then we go with some friends to a restaurant, and we walk out of the restaurant, and there's a guy with a guitar, and he's singing our favorite song. And I'm like, oh, dear. And <laughs> Chris gets on in one knee in front of everybody and proposes to me. And, oh, baby, it was such a romantic evening. Like I, That was like the perfect way to propose to me.
1: Well, I mean, I spent a lot of time looking for this guy to sing our <laughs> song. And um, then he calls me and said— well, yeah, I've been practicing it really well, and uh, I hope I'm ready. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, boy, I hope this is good.
0: <laughs> but it didn't matter. It didn't matter how he sang, or which it wasn't. He didn't sing bad, but it was our favorite song, and it was it was so romantic. And then you did something crazy. So we're trying to get the, the church together, and I got the dress, and we're trying to do all this. And you just wake up seven days later, and you're like, marry me today.
1: Mm-hmm. Why wait? <laughs> Why
0: would we? And I was like— Today? It's been six months. Today? You're like, yes. Today? I'm like, okay. So we call our minister friend, and we're like, "Uh, can you marry us today? And what do you say? I'll be there in one hour.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll just say in his voice, I'll be there in one hour. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to do it on your balcony.
0: On the 25th floor on my balcony. I couldn't believe it. But so then we're like, oh, dear, we don't have a ring for Chris. We have my ring. We designed it, but we didn't have your ring. So here we are like little school kids giggling, running to the Stone fire Mall because we got one hour to find you a ring. Mm-hmm. And we went to like three different stores, finally found your ring. And um, and wow. I mean, tell us what, hap- what happened on that balcony, baby.
1: Well, what happened on that balcony was the two of us be joined, be joined as one flesh. Yes. And it was remarkable. As Josh, our minister that married us said, who gives this woman away? Oh, God, you do. And right when he said that, the waterworks. The Holy the Spirit.
0: <laughs> yes, we could feel the Holy Spirit. And you started crying and I started crying. And, and right there, God made us one.
1: Indeed, it was, you did. It was
0: so beautiful.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Firehouse Movers. Firehouse Movers has over 20 years experience in the moving and storage industry, a company that puts God first and takes pride in it. They operate daily based on their core values of pride, honor, integrity, and excellence. Now that's a company you can trust. Currently, Firehouse Movers are franchising locations for long-term growth and development. We can make your dreams come true one move at a time. At Firehouse Movers, we don't only move in-store stuff, we move families, people, and memories. To learn more, go to firehousemovers.com.
0: So, Chris, oh, my goodness. How did it feel when, after being divorced for almost 20 years, how did you feel when you were all alone?
1: Well, then, the isolation... And um, being completely dependent on no one except God will uh, allow the enemy to work. Um, and when I say the enemy, I am meaning Satan himself, the father of lies that will that will tell us many things about this world uh, that are just simply not true. Um, You're not good enough are some of the examples. All women just want money. All women are just you know, looking for the shiny things. And obviously that wasn't true. I mean, when I found you, because when I saw your profile, I, w- I was like, <laughs> wow. So I was I was actually thinking that you could possibly be this person. And um, so I, I was treading with caution. But that first four-hour conversation that we had was truly pivotal. And it oh, it showed me your heart and it showed me exactly who you were. Um and now knowing you for who you're for what your heart is now
0: we've been together a year and three months
1: I know and it just keeps getting better every day it
0: does I love you more every day baby Mwah. Mwah.
1: so what about you Jen what was your what was your isolated and alone you know feelings and and how were they uh spinning about in your mind
0: well you know our situations were the same but different right, right. so we both had. We both were married to nonbelievers. They both ultimately left us, and I know we were both in shock. I mean, we both went from having the house and the kids and the dogs and that life, that family life that most people want, and <clears throat> going from that to all of a sudden, you're like, and we're, we're not spring chickens anymore, <laughs> you know? And so, going from that to being alone—you know, going from this big fancy house, forty-five hundred square foot house, and all the responsibility that went with that, um, and this responsibility of the kids and the dogs, and the and just all of that—and then selling seventy-five percent of what I worked my whole life for mm-hmm. to fit that forty-five hundred square foot worth of stuff can't fit in a eight hundred square foot apartment high-rise, right? And so just then being there alone and just realizing, oh, my gosh, I have no one to answer for or answer to. I remember going on vacation to go visit my family in California, my brother and sister. And I remember like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting on a plane because my son is at OU. So he's doing his thing. And I'm like, I don't have to tell anyone where I'm going or what I'm doing. It was actually really weird that I'm getting on a plane but I'm not telling anywhere anyone I'm leaving.
1: And, and wouldn't you describe that feeling of liberation as wonderful and, and great in the short term?
0: In the short term, yes. So at first, it, it took me a little while after 23 years of marriage of telling someone where you're going and what you're doing and when you're going to be back, and then you don't, and you're just kind of like, okay. And so I'm a glass half full. I'm going to look at the positive side no matter what. But it did take me some time to get used to that. And and at first, it was very lonely and very sad. And like I said, I never cried so much in my whole life. And and then on top of all that, I get COVID. Mm-hmm. And so then no one's around. Thank God my best friend's an internal medicine doctor. She brought my medicine and she already had COVID. So she came and hung out with me for a little while. But And you and I talked on the phone a little bit. But I mean, just that, um just being by yourself. And it just makes you think at this age, over 40, I didn't want to be by myself. And then and then even seeing what's out there in the dating world, it's, it's depressing to see what's out there in the dating world as a Christian.
1: Absolutely. And it goes both ways, I think, for both genders.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you, you ran into so many women that, just like I did, that say they were Christians, but mm-hmm. did they even really know what that meant? It's kind of like they're checking a box. Like when I was in the military, they said, what religion are you? And on my dog tags, it said Methodist. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So just to find that that person that is really equally yoked with you, walking with the Lord, only God could have sent you to me. Only God. Well, Because the average man is not like you, and I already know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, when God sent you to me, I was like, Lord, if this is really from you, you must really love me. And that right there, it, it was almost too good to be true as we were starting to just align uh, you know, philosophically, but also we're starting to become very attracted to each other physically. Um, but I would say that that was a that came later.
0: It did because of our faith. You know, what mm, did you tell me when we exactly. first met? Our very first day. Do you remember what you told me? What you told me that I'm here to protect you and your ministry. Right. And then you're like, "Do you have a ministry? Right." And I'm like, "Actually, I do." And I also remember you said, "Well." I, I've made a vow to God, I'm not going to have sex until I get married. And I was like, okay, well, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> so the great thing about that is we were able to build a friendship.
1: Yes, a friendship and trying to uh, loosen those chains of attraction to each other, right? <laughs> and um, and, that, and if, we have that, if we have that mindset, if we're going to just feast on God's word and do it his way, then we won't we won 't fail because we cannot be blessed by him if we 're continuing to
0: sin one hundred percent, and so there that 's what 's out there is so many so many short men that aren 't Christians <laughs> 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 but really um just in the dating world, I just remember. Thinking first. Of, first of all, it was like a full time job. I was on I don't know five or six sites, and it was hundreds and hundreds of guys. And I'm like, oh my gosh! And most of the guys were not what they said they were. I remember a guy saying, because I'm five ten, so I remember a guy saying, you know, I'm six two. And I remember he walks up, and a bunch of my friends from the high rise were down there watching, and they're like, he is not five ten, but he thought if he wore his cowboy boots and his hat. <laughs> It made him like four inches taller, but when he took the hat off, I'm like, oh dear. <laughs> but if you're gonna lie about how tall you are, what else are you gonna lie about?
1: Chances are a lot more,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. And just just seeing seeing what's out there and seeing how worldly it is. And I mean, my gosh, I've gone to Prestonwood Baptist Church for over 20 years now, and I know a lot of people. And there was not one Christian single man that I even wanted to date.
1: Mm. So the strategy I would say here is for you know Christian men that want to find a Christian woman would be to uh, just give her all the bad up front, like I did to you. You know, did one hundred percent. I think
0: you were trying to see it is if I tell her all the good, the bad, the ugly is she going to walk away? Like you, I think you want, you just put it all out there. And so did I, that's what we have in common, right? We're both extroverts and we're both like, what you see is what you get and very straightforward.
1: And you're absolutely right. I did put it out there for that reason. I wanted to see where the rubber met the road. Right? Is she going to accept me for who I am? And, you know, still the love of Jesus is, is going to be first. Or is she going to judge me and, and hold me in contempt of my former sins? And, yeah, we're all sinners we're and we're all imperfect, right. obviously.
0: None of us perfect. Mm-hmm. Until we get to heaven, we will not be perfect. Amen, Sister Jen. <laughs> but, you know, I think my, my favorite thing about Chris is not only that you became my brother in Christ first, and then my best friend, and then my husband. But the way we did that, because what, what I think of marriage being as a Christian is obviously equal yoke, but I also wanted someone that I could have fun with. And someone to do life with. And you're my entertainment, baby. Like, we have so much fun together. And, you know, even when we would read books like um, Love and Respect, I remember telling you, I read the book Love and Respect. And uh, and you said, uh, I'm going to read it, too. I was like, oh, okay. And then you read it, and then we discussed it. And I was like, oh, I like this. I didn't even know I needed that um, stimulation of my brain with a man. I didn't know that. I didn't know what that would do for me, and now I don't even know how many books we've read together.
1: Well, and audiobooks, Just the fact that we want to have have this knowledge and we want to continue to seek wisdom, and have a teachable spirit is going to be key. All right, if if one of us didn't want to do that, we could not be joined together and equally yoked. It's it is a it is a you know one hundred percent one hundred percent on both on both uh, spouses. I would say.
0: Right. And how much fun we're having. I mean, so from going on these dating sites and just being out there, really finding out what's out there, very quickly, I realized how bad it was. Mm -hmm. And we we are, I believe, in the end times. And it's a me-me world. And my goodness, I I really think the only reason I was able to find you is because I prayed for you. If I wouldn't have been praying and you wouldn't have been praying, really, God had to find us a needle in a haystack.
1: Well, amen to that. Of
0: what we wanted, you know, in each other. And so I believe there is hope for others. I believe there's hope for others who are our ages, over 40, um, people that have been divorced. I think there is hope because if God can do this for us, he can do it for others and he will do it for others.
1: Of course, there's hope for all ages that are out there in, in the dating world.
0: You know, I'm just so, I'm grateful to God for sending you and never thought in a million years we'd be sitting here telling our story on a podcast.
1: (laughs) I'm just blessed that he brought you to me. And There's nothing else I can say. You are my, you're my everything, babe. And I just, I'm looking forward to spending the rest of my life with you.
0: I'm looking forward to as we're having so much fun and, and helping others along the way, because that's the reason we're sharing all this. You know, what else are we getting out of this except to help others, you know? Absolutely nothing else. And how many people have told us when we tell them our story, oh, I just got goosebumps, or oh my gosh, there's hope. As I spoke at a luncheon a couple weeks ago and they were saying that, I have hope now after listening to your story. Hope of what God can do, not what we've done. And us learning with all these Books and counseling and marriage counseling together, how to do marriage god's way and not the world's way
1: put him first one hundred percent it will all take care of itself, as the Bible does say, seek the kingdom of God, and all else will be given to you
0: one hundred percent you know that's what does it for me when I see you praying and singing and it was so funny because what did your boys well, they said two things that were really funny: ten and fourteen, they have such a crazy perspective, but when they were saying um I said, are me and your dad a lot alike? Yes. Why? You both talk too much. <laughs> Wasn't that so cute? Yes. And then they think you can't sing. I'm Well, your dad can sing. No, he can't sing. I'm like, yes, he can. I'm like, baby, you keep singing to the Lord.
1: So love is blind <laughs> and possibly deaf. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thanks, Jen, for accepting me exactly for who I am and all my bad singing.
0: Oh, baby, I love hearing you sing. You better not ever stop singing to the Lord. I think it is just so cute to watch you in the Bible and praying and worshiping and singing to God, singing to God. It just, it just melts my heart. I love that about you.
1: Well, as a result, we have to do this independently. And then we got to come together. 100%. And do this as a couple uh, because we see God move in miraculous ways when we're on our knees praying and, and sobbing and just loving him. Uh, just watch him move. I'll say.
0: Isn't it so amazing just to watch him move? Like I've not ever prayed with anyone and seen so many answered prayers. I love it that we go our separate ways into our prayer closets and we get with God separately in prayer and the Bible and then we get together and hit our knees and just to see miracle after miracle, I'm loving to watch this.
1: Right. I mean, this walk was has been a long one. This is not a this is not an overnight fix. This is this is a diligent study in the Word of God, and and putting it into practice, as you always say, be doers of the Word is what you tell me, not just, not a, just a reader. A reader. As the Bible mm-hmm. says, but um, yeah, that was just a lovely story. Thank you, Jen. Oh, appreciate your perspective on everything.
0: I love you, babe, and I love your perspective on everything. And if this podcast has encouraged you. Please subscribe, share, comment, and support our ministry at chrisandjen.org. Tune in next week. We have another great story for you.